Welcome to, to another episode of 2A2B or not 2A2B. Good evening. Very <laughs> summer. Uh, we're still on the topic of breast and we're hoping to finish up today, which is great news. Um, and we're just going to cover a few missing bits, which include male breast, um, post-surgical breast and implants. And I think that encompasses everything. And then we'll have another episode on questions. Um, so welcome. <laughs> We're also a bottle of wine, half a bottle of wine each down. So forgive any slurring. So um, in males, what do you think, if you're in symptomatic breast clinic, mm. if you get a male, what do you mm. think they're going to be? They're going to be complaining of either uh, a lump or pain, is yeah. my guess. Yeah, and what do you think? Or discharge, nipple discharge, is that a reason? Well, they might get it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. But That's more like that. an endocrine thing, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But what... Do you think most commonly has Lump. caused an enlargement of like a fit? Or or some kind of medication. Spironolactone. Gynecomastia. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Say. And what is that? It is enlargement of glandular tissue. Mm-hmm. Uh it would be kind of less noticeable in a woman, I guess. Yeah. But men notice it. Exactly. So I'm gonna just say have a yeah please so it's do. a non-neoplastic enlargement of the epithelial stromal elements in a man's breast it occurs physiologically in adolescence oh hang on is gynecomastia by definition male i think so hmm. so if you're a woman and you take spironolactone do you not get gynecomastia well you probably do yeah it's not called gynecomastia huh. that's it's the same way do you know how as a woman according to like where you are in a month in your cycle your breast enlarged. Yeah. I think essentially that is a it's gynecomastia, a physiological gynecomastia. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Sorry, please continue. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, so it occurs physiologically in adolescence, affecting about fifty percent of boys. Fifty percent have moves. And men over sixty-five. If you aren't thirteen or sixty-five, <laughs> it's considered embarrassing, and you should hit the gym. I if think you, if you're 13, it's a bit embarrassing. I think it means essentially up to 13 and over 65. Yeah. But then it says if you are between thick 13 and 65. It is embarrassing. It's considered pathology. Okay. Associated with a variety of conditions. Spironolactone, psych meds, weed. Alcoholic cirrhosis. Weed? Huh. Alcoholic cirrhosis, testicular cancer. There are three pattern, patterns. Nodular is the most common. Just think flame-shaped, behind nipple, Bilateral but asymmetric and can be painful. Okay. Flame shaped and it's like retro areola. Exactly. Fine. And uh, sorry, flame shaped on. I think it must be a mammogram. Well, I thought on feeling, but me. Oh no. Uh, hmm. Must be mammogram. Must be. Yeah. Um. Things that make you worry that it's not that. Genetics. Can a man have a like BRCA gene? I think they can, but they haven't mentioned that here. Fine. Uh, family history. Mm-mm. It's uh, more about uh, those things we just said. The whole whole flame shape behind the nipple bilateral. Oh, so if it's different shapes, like if it's like a spiculate mass or if well, it's unilateral. Essentially, or... if it's not behind the nipple, if okay. it's eccentric in location. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. And if there's calcification with it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So the three patterns are nodular, which we said is the most common. Do you know the other two? No. Dendritic and diffuse glandular. 
Okay. Nodular is the flame-shaped one. Yeah. Centered behind the nipple, radiating posterior as it blends into the fat, often tender, usually lasts less than a year. And then you have dendritic, resembles a branching tree. Yeah. This is a chronic fibrotic pattern, usually not tender. And then diffuse glandular, mammographic pattern looks like a woman's breast, diffuse increase in density. You see this in men receiving estrogen treatment. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. So what are the three patterns of gynecomastia? So you can have uh, nodular, mm-hmm. you can have dendritic, mm-hmm. and you can have uh, diffuse glandular. Perfect. And then we're just going to talk about a few other things that can happen in men's breasts. Yeah, good. One is pseudogynecomastia. Ooh, is that just fat? Here it's called bitch tits. And it's exactly called what? Bitch tits. Oh, no. Yeah. The same. Yeah. This is an increase in the fat tissue of the breast. Right. No discrete pelvic finding, and it won't be like necessarily behind the nipple. Fine. Is that what you said? So it's just moves. And then you can have a lipoma, is the second most common pelvic mass in a man. Okay. So just incidentally happens to be anterior chest wall. Exactly. Yeah. And then we're just going to touch about upon male breast cancer. Yeah. Uncommon, very uncommon in younger men. Average age is around 70. Mm-hmm. Around one in four with breast cancer have a BRCA mutation. Uh-huh. BRCA2 is the more common. Other risk factors, do you know any? Did I say any earlier? Uh, like a family history or uh, e- previous estrogen exposure? <laughs> no, so some of it know. is related to what can cause gynecomastia. So we said alcoholic cirrhosis can cause gynecomastia, and here we have cirrhosis and chronic alcoholism. Huh. Apparently. Okay. Uh, risk factors and Kleinfelter syndrome. So, kind of Yeah. Um, classic description is eccentric but near the nipple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always an IDC, not otherwise specified type. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't look like a breast cancer. If it was a woman's mammogram, you'd biopsy it essentially. Mm-hmm. Does it, same as an ultrasound. However, apparently nodular gynecomastia, the most common one, can look suspicious on ultrasound. Okay. Whatever. Um, things that make you think it's breast cancer. So we mentioned some of these when we talk about gynecomastia. So eccentric for nipples, so not yeah. unilateral. Yeah. Oh, upper outer quadrant. No, lymph nodes. Oh, uh, lymph nodes. Yeah. Another thing we just mentioned. Calcifications, yeah. thank you. And looks like breast cancer. So fine. And then some trivia. Ooh, yeah. Microcalcifications alone are uncommon in men. When you see them, they are less numerous, coarser, and associated with a mass. Mm-hmm. 25% of male breast cancers have calcifications. Okay. And then in terms of screening, obviously men shouldn't have screening. But if you have Kleinfelter syndrome, Maybe it should be a consideration, but it doesn't it's not currently done. I don't think okay. so. Okay. It remains controversial. Okay. Males with gynecomastia from gender reassignment on hormone therapy are not high enough risk for screening mammograms. Say that again. And males with gynecomastia secondary to hormone therapy because they've had a gender reassignment don't qualify for screening. Um, uh, I'm slightly confused there. So... Uh, uh, males reassigning to women yeah. 
don't get screened. Is no. that what you're saying? So they're reassigned to women, and in order to do that, they take hormones. Yeah. And those hormones give them essentially the gynecomastia. Yeah. It's probably the diffuse glandular. Yeah, yeah. So they get increased breasts. Yeah. They don't meet criteria to screen. Fine. Okay, fine. Sorry. Skin I didn't enjoy his use of the word no. male there. Because the, yeah, I mean, the females. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In the yeah. correct world. But there we are. Sorry. Yeah. That's why it confused me. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> and that's that. And I think we've already summarised enough. Perfect. So I think it's straightforward. If it looks weird. Yeah. It's if it's weird. unusual, then you're going to buy it opposite. Yeah. Exactly. So implants. Implants. Um, two types. Do you know them? Uh, a booby and a booby. What can the... Silicon or... and saline. Yeah. And cool. uh, what can happen to them? They can rupture. Exactly. Um, da, 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 da. And do you know the difference between the two types? No. It's actually differentiating one rupture from the other. Oh, there's one that's got like a linguine cell. Yeah. Where you see, is that like an internal capsule rupture or something? Yeah. And only one type of breast implant can have that. Uh, silicon. Saline. Uh, no, silicon, you're right. Silicon. Saline doesn't have a capsule, so you can't have an intracapsular rupture. Fine. So silicon is the one. So silicon, I imagine it like you've got your like two layers of your pleura or whatever. Yeah. So you've got like your internal pleura mm-hmm. and that can rupture. Yeah. And you get that linguine. Yeah, 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 lovely. Yeah. Okay. And then I think while we're on it, because I feel like this yeah. is the main point of this, let's talk about the other rupture. So we're, we'll stay on that one, intracapsular rupture. Remember, the capsule is not part of the implant. It's the fibrous coat your body makes. Around. Oh, what? Well, that's the outer bit. Okay. Did not know that. Fine. Um, silicone can rupture through the shell of the implant that stays confined. Within this, like, fibrous shell that your body's yeah. made. So that's the outer. Or oh, they're not good for you. Um, and that's the intracapsular rupture linguine sign. Yeah. And then you can get one where you have both the rupture, extra and okay. intra. Um, so when it goes through the capsule. Yeah. So you can't have extra caps in, in silicon implants if you have extra capsular. By definition, you have intracapsular. Sure. Because um, it has to make it through. Yeah. And then when it is silicon that ruptures, you can get something called a snowstorm when it infiltrates out. I feel like we've been shown this. I think we spoke about it when we were talking about notes. We've been shown this in teaching, or I've been shown uh, it. Yeah, I don't um, know. Yeah, it would be. Your supervisor yeah, yeah, yeah. has a really good case of this. Uh, okay. And everyone's like, oh my God. I'll ask it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a, like a classic, and it's classically on ultrasound that you see that. But also, and we spoke about this on the nodes episode, you can get a the silicone infiltrating the node and you get a snowstorm appearance of a um, lymph node. Uh-huh. And that's called snowstorm okay. node. And we have talked about this, but it's been a while. Um, and then... Um, I think it's called saying radial folds, but hold on. Oh yeah, and then you can have something that looks like might be suspicious for a rupture, but it isn't, and that's when essentially because of the way boobs are, you try and make like a rather than a really tight silicone or saline bag, you want a bit of a squishy one, which means that the so it's just got like a capsule 
is loose, yeah. and so you can get folds. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's not that's a rupture, folds. and then Fine. just folds. And they always attach the cell to the shell, sorry. And they're radial. Lovely. And how they lie, where are these? I love that. So I think that's like the, of this, we've kind of um, covered the most important bits. Okay. And I think questionable will be the whole, which ones can have an intercapsular ones. Yeah. Um, tell me about saline yeah. implants. Does it tell you anything about them? Like, is there a reason uh, so that you wouldn't have that because it's less dangerous to your body if it ruptures? I think it is less dangerous, but I think maybe aesthetically it isn't as good. I, have no uh, idea, okay. I presume. It doesn't say anything about it. So it says, for saline rupture, there's I've no additional imaging past mammals. Oh, fine. And you just follow up with primary care plastic surgeon because it's safe, I guess. Yeah. You can tell it's saline because you can see through it. Okay. For silicone, you can have both intra and extra capsular. Yeah. Um, you can only see extra capsular on mammogram. That confuses me. So like an intra capsular, that's an MRI. You probably wouldn't see that like fine definition because the x-ray beam wouldn't like see it. it. Yeah. Um, Whereas extra capsule, you've got that full distortion and like silicon leaking out, so you can be see. It mentions the extra creating snow snowstorm, which is talked about. Yeah. Then here it says intra creates a step ladder, creates an ultrasound, and then Greeny sign on MRI. Uh huh. Uh huh. So whatever yeah. that is, and the when you're looking at implants, you do MRI that's um fat sat T two. Fat sat. T2 makes sense, doesn't it? Because you just want the fluid in the silicon. Um, Another thing that they talk about is like where you can put the implant. And there's like two locations. Oh, it's like on top of the um, pec major or under the pec major? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So either um, behind breast tissue anterior to pec Mm -hmm. or between pec major and minor. Okay. What's preferable? Um, I love how I'm deeply interested no, in no. this. <laughs> um, I think, hold on, because I think it does talk about. Um, no one cares if they say they're ruptures. We've told you, we've already said okay. that. But you have to be obviously careful when you're performing a biopsy. <laughs> how embarrassing to rupture someone's breast implant. They do not increase the risk of breast cancer no and then you can in the silicone implant see calcification around the capsule okay done that complications obviously we've already spoken about rupture mm-hmm. but then you can get capsular contracture okay and that's the most common complication yeah and it just occurs secondary to contraction of the fibrous capsule yeah and this must be in silicone implants mm-hmm. when your body forms that fibrous capsule and it's just cosmetic deformity, and I think oh, I have fine. seen okay, yeah, yeah. that you're going to inundate. Yeah. Oh, but apparently you can see it in both of them. Most commonly in subglandular silicon implants. Uh, but medically, other than aesthetically, it's not. I don't think. Yeah, fine. On mammo, it looks like rounding or distortion, and then you can see progression. Okay. Different mammos. Yeah. Um, gel bleed, and that's the silicone within the capsule can bleed through the capsule. It hasn't ruptured, but it's semi-permeable. 
So okay. the silicon like sort of oozing out and coats the exterior surface. Okay. Doesn't mean the implant is ruptured. Yeah. And um, the classic look is to show you, you silicon in the axillary lymph nodes. Fine. That's no so if you see silicon in the axillary lymph nodes, but no acute like clear rupture, then it could, it could be, be a gel bleed. bleed. Okay. Even with axillary lymph nodes, this does not mean it has ruptured. Okay. So then rupture, we've already touched upon yeah. saline versus silicone. Saline usually very obvious. Your boob deflates. <laughs> Doesn't matter at all. Yeah. On, ma on mama, you will see the wadded up plastic wrapper. Yeah. They could easily write a question, ask you what modality you need to see a saline rupture. The answer would be a plain mammon. Yeah. You don't need ultrasound or MRI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Silicone, this is a more complicated matter. You have two subtypes, isolated intracapsular or extra intra with extra. Yeah. Um, in isolated intracapsular, you won't notice on examination. Mm -hmm. um, MAMO and possibly ultrasound. You might see a stepladder on ultrasound. MRI is way more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And then intra plus extra, usually obvious on a MAMO yeah. with silicone seen outside. Mm -hmm. The contour of a normal intact implant is smooth. Silicone outside, the implant can go to lymph nodes on ultrasound. You want to know the buzzword snowstorm pattern which is really echogenic with no posterior shadowing. A sneaky trick is to show a lymph node with a snowstorm appearance on ultrasound, on MRI, extra caps of silicon is T1 dark and T2 bright. T1 dark, T2 bright. That makes sense. Yeah. It's fluid. Lastly, a very important concept is that you cannot have isolated extra caps of rupture. Yes. You've explained that to me very well. And then radial folds, we've already spoken yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, that's the male, that's the implants. Lovely, right. what time are we on? Uh, I think like 10, yeah. No, I think longer. Longer. 17. 17, what have we got left? The operative breast, like post-operative breast. Okay, operative. I think we can that's get that it. done. So I think we can. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the post-operative breast. Um, so I think this is more talking yours. about surgery and then what you might see okay. post these things yeah. on imaging. Yeah. So types of surgery that you could have, mm -hmm. um, essentially we're going to talk about reduction of mammoplasty. And that's just when someone thinks their breast is too large. Their breast well, is too large. Back pain, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I've got two friends that actually was called that had it done. So mm. quite common. Um, so you just do that. And then mastopexy, and that's a breast lift. So you don't necessarily put anything in, mm -hmm. just lift it. Mm -hmm. You just remove skin. Yeah to address floppy totic boobs and then normal findings post. Surely you can't have that on the NHS. I suppose no. you could post bariatric surgery, do they do? No. Do they do no. skin removal no, on the NHS? So. No. <laughs> Interesting, um, sorry, keep going. So post mastopexy, so the lift, yeah. swelled appearance affecting the inferior breast, fat necrosis, oil cyst, isolated islands of breast tissue. Is this on mammo? Doesn't say. All things fine, 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 fine. And then another type of press surgery keyhole incision. Okay. And that's done for both of them, mammoplasty or mastopexy. Not necessarily, but it's a, it's like the an option. option. An option. Um, and that's what cre creates a swelled appearance in the inferior aspect on the MLO, so mammogram. Okay. And so the classic one that I've seen more with this, with a line down there. Yeah. But this then also talks about one which is like this with two lines down there. So Mercedes Benz. Apparently that one is more mammoplasty 
and this is more mastopexy. Okay. But I know someone who's had a mass mammoplasty that has that one. So fine, fine, fine. Whatever. Let's not get bogged down. Oh, so those are just other okay. procedures. Yeah. That's yeah, that. Good. And now we're gonna talk about like post biopsy radiation. Yeah. Types of biopsy in terms of terminology. Yeah. So you can have a lumpectomy. A lumpectomy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Which is. That's when you take out the suspicious bit. And it's like quite a wide local excision. Palpable or not. Yeah. yeah. And then you can have excisional biopsy, mm-hmm. which is when you take it out. Um, so I wonder whether vacuum biopsies would come under that, and that's surgical removal of the entire lesion. Yeah. And then you have. Hang on, in- wait, what's the difference between that and a lumpectomy? Lumpectomy, we're just removing, you know, it's cancer, it's already been biopsied. And then you're surgically removing a whole lump. Yeah. This is something that's looked suspicious on mammo, and you're going to decide to take a really big gauge core to try and get it all out. Say with a vacuum biopsy. Okay. And that's excisional biopsy okay. to try and remove the entire, and then incisional biopsy, surgical biopsy of a portion of the lesion. Okay. So what do we do when we do our core biopsies? Are they incisional yes, biopsies? Yes, I think that's an incisional biopsy. Okay. Even though they say surgical, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so, and then this is post-biopsy changes. Yeah. Post-op, the first mammary is around 6 to 12 months. The key is that distortion scarring are worse on this film and then that you use that as a baseline to see from there. Yeah. Um, and then on ultrasound scars, are supposed to be thin and linear. If they show you a focal mass, like thickening in the scar, you've got to call that suspicious. Yeah. It should be thin. If yeah. it's fat, suspicious. Yeah. Um, over the first year or two, fat necrosis and benign calcifications might evolve and are the major mimics of recurrence. So they might not be recurrence. Um, and then in terms of risk of recurrence, local recurrence occurs at 6 to 8% of the time. 6 to 8? Yeah. Gosh, that's very low. Yeah. Okay. When women have breast conserving therapy, mm-hmm. the peak, so it'd be even lower for. Yeah. The peak time for recurrence is four years. Okay. Without radiation, local recurrence is closer to 35%. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And if they occur early, they're more likely to have occurred in the original tumor bed, whereas if they occur late, later, it's likely to be a different yeah. Yeah, yeah. location from the primary. So. Um, what gets recurrent disease? Highest risk is premenopausal women. Okay. And you think of them that they have like a predisposition to breast yeah, cancer, yeah. whether There's genetic a reason why or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there was a reason they got it yeah. in the first place mm-hmm. early. Um, and then extensive inarticulate component. Say that again. Other risk factors are having an extensive inarticulate component. Inarticulate? Yeah. Like, can't string a sentence together. Or not in the... That would be extra articulate, wouldn't it? Makes no sense. I don't know what that means, but anyway, we'll say it, we'll look it up. Tumor vascular invasion. So say that again, sorry. An extensive... Other risk factors are having an extensive inarticulate component. Okay, keep going. A tumour with vascular invasion, makes sense. Yeah. Multicentric tumours. Yeah. Positive surgical margins mm-hmm. or a tumour that was not adequately treated. So again, I feel like... Sure, all these are all sensible, sensible yeah. things, yeah. Residual calcs, not good. 
Oh, not good. If they're near or in the lumpectomy bed, it correlates with the local recurrence rate of 60%. Gosh. So I think that's why okay. when you're vacuuming, we always aim for the yeah. max. Yeah. Sense. New calc. When it does reoccur, sometimes something like 75% of um, ductal carcinoma and CT will come back as calcification. The testable pearl is the benign calcifications tend to occur early, around two years, versus the cancer ones, which come back around four years. Yeah. We'd already said the peak time of occurrence is four years. Yeah. And then central node failure. Central node biopsy works about 95% of the time. So about five times in 100, you're going to have a negative central, central node, central lymph node biopsy. They've done it wrong. That presents later. Which makes sense. So when you did the test, you sure, said sure. it was a negative one, but actually but it has spread positive. Yeah. So then, yeah, fine. Um, and then when you have a tissue flap, um, the cancer is not going to occur in the flap. It's going to occur in residual breast tissue mm-hmm. under the flap. Mm-hmm. Screening of the flaps is controversial. It's not going to be asked. If you get asked, I think it'll be where's it going to be the recurrence? If they've had a flap, are they saying they've removed all the breast tissue? Well, no, that's the thing they're saying. No, if you if you have a flap and you're going to get a recurrence, it'll be in residual breast tissue. In residual breast tissue, so surely it would make sense to screen them along the skin scar line. Sure, I think you try and remove it all the breast tissue. Yeah, fine. Right, anyway, it sounds like it's controversial. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. What time are we on? Are we about to um, kick out? What is it? 30? Yeah. Yeah, let's get three more like, minutes. Okay. Almost there. Okay, okay, okay. So specimen radiography, we mentioned this about, about how the x-ray samples mm-hmm. so count. So I think that's what it's going to say. Oh, so this is more about close margins or positive margins. So if, if it's me. either those, you're likely to still have breast cancer. Makes sense. So if you're still in a specimen radiograph, which we're not going to in two A's, there are two things you need to look at in real life and on multiple choice. Is is the mass or calcifications on the sample and are those near the edge? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. If it if the mass is at the edge, the chance of incomplete excision is going to be near 80%. Mm-hmm. That's more like pathology stuff. Post-radiation changes... The pre-radiation mammogram is very important. If you can identify residual disease on it, there's no point in doing radiotherapy because you're going to give them more options if you treat it before radiotherapy. If you discover it after radiotherapy, they have to have a mastectomy, like less choices mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, post-radiation changes, what are you going to see? Fibrosis. Thickening. Skin thickening Thank and you. trabecular thickening. Okay. Normal. And should peak on the first post radiotherapy mammograms. Which is when? Doesn't say actually. Okay, fine. So this would be a classic testable scenario. Film one, post radiotherapy, skin thickening and trabecular thickening. Film two, skin thickening and trabecular thickening has improved. Film three, skin thickening and trabecular thickening is worse. That it's, is recurrent. Yeah. Okay. And then this just talks about staging and surgical planning and it's kind of TNM classification, so tumour size. Um, How long have we got? Do it yeah. in two we have it. So T1 to T3 and then evasion is T4. So T1 less than two centimetres, T2 two to five centimetres, T3 more than five centimetres, T4 any size with chest wall fixation, 
skin involvement or inflammatory breast cancer. Trivia. Exclusivity status is the most important predictor of overall survival in breast cancer. We knew that. Trivia. Melanoma is the most common tumour to met to the breast. The contraindications for breast conservation are higher. Okay, so what are they? Do you know what they are? No. Inflammatory cancer. Yeah. So these are contraindications, reasons you cannot have breast conserving. You just have to have a mastectomy. Tell me. So invasive. Oh, sorry. Inflammatory. Yeah. Large cancer size relative to the breast size. So fine. Yeah. Multicentric. Yeah. In different quadrants. Prior radiotherapy to that breast. Makes sense. We've said that already. And contraindication to radiotherapy. Perfect. Kind regards. It's collagen vascular disease. Perfect.